hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yeah, good morning. Another beautiful Saturday morning in the city of Hamilton. Also in studio with us today, Philip Golfie. He, too, is a sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. They're all over social media. Like them on Facebook, and they're on Twitter and Instagram. You can find them at the handle at Rob Golfi. Don't sub, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And if you have a question for the Golfi team or a topic idea for the show, you can email questions at robgolfi.com. Again, that email address is questions at robgolfi.com. We have a special in-studio guest today, former Tiger Cats star receiver turned real estate mogul, <laughs> Dave Stalin. Dave, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good, just enjoying life and uh, another adventure here uh, with this real estate stuff. Got to meet these guys this morning. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be good. So this is part two of your uh, illustrious career. Yeah, retired once, try to retire again. <laughs> <laughs> this one might take a little longer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Good to have you in studio. Um, guys, uh, maybe we'll just begin with... Uh, you know, these types of individuals like Dave who uh, have a career and say, you know what, I want to do something different. Uh, let's hop into real estate. It, it's probably easier said than done. And yeah. you guys probably see this every day. Yeah, it's. I mean, especially for an athlete and, and, and as they transition out of their career, you know, out of their pre- professional career and look towards something because that's all they've ever known growing up, right? If, if you're a professional athlete, you don't know anything else other than, you know, you, you got your routine, you got your itinerary put out for you every single day Mm -hmm. you're you know you're going to the gym you're going to the you know the rink the field or whatever you're going to when do you start to transition out of that and look at life after football or life after hockey or life after whatever and you see you know you've you've seen the famous documentaries espn broke which is all these famous athletes who's made multi multi millions of dollars they can't transition out of that. And um, Dave and I connected on Facebook probably six to eight months ago, and I've just been following him. And he's he, he does a beautiful flip, builds a beautiful house. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is so cool how he's you know been able to get into the market and and become successful in terms of flipping real estate or, or acquiring different properties or you know whether it's rentals or flips or whatever. So I just thought that was that was so cool, and I just wanted to get him on the show to talk about it and and see what he's doing. And then obviously growing up in Hamilton, what high school did you go to? Cathedral. Yeah going to cathedral high school knowing the area coming back you know being drafted by montreal coming back and playing for hamilton and now you know really active in the in in the hamilton market in terms of the real estate so i thought you know it's a cool a cool little story for him and and how is he how he's been able to transition and and seeing what inspired him and and what got him into doing that was uh Mm -hmm. was was really cool well let's get to some answers to to some of these questions so maybe we'll start with the 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 football to i guess quote unquote normal life uh not not being (laughs) not being an athlete anymore uh what was that like and and maybe how you know during your career were you thinking about you know what am i going to do when i'm done because i can't play forever right 
Well, I played for 13 years. I was lucky enough to play for 13 years. And it, you actually hit it right on the button is what do you do after football? Uh, you see th- throughout the years, many guys trying to transition. What do we do after football? Mm-hmm. A lot of guys go into coaching because that's what they know, right? Yeah. And it's it's a hard transition. Um, when we came back here to Hamilton, I was in Montreal. I came back to Hamilton um, in 2009. You know, I, started, I had to figure out what I want to do after my, you know, post-career. I was, you know, going into year, I think, seven or eight like that, trying to figure it out. I didn't know I was going to play for 13 years. Right. But, uh, you know, we started buying properties in 2013 with my wife and uh, <clears throat> just kept buying them because it was, the market was turning. The houses were here for 150000 200000 And uh, to me, the, it didn't make sense for a house to be up for 150000 I mean, the land across Canada anywhere is, you know, even if you build a house, it costs more than that. So, you know, we bought we bought a number of houses throughout, you know, throughout the years. And I was still playing, <clears throat> so I would practice till like 4 o'clock. And then at night, I would go renovate with my dad. My brother would help me out. <laughs> and I had, a, I had a couple guys. <clears throat> that's wild. So, yeah, that's, that started from 2013 and then kept going. And then, we were, you know, we were able to rent them throughout the years and able to hold on to them. Also having a salary from the CFL would help benefit, you know, the, you know, benefit carrying costs, right. carrying costs yeah. this, but yeah. um, it's a lot tougher now with no salary like that. I work for myself, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it was all part, because everybody wants to flip houses, but if you have a job, when do you do it? When right. do you make money? Yeah. You know, it's, it's tough. It's not easy. Um, I was able to do this 2013 and I retired in 2015. So I was able to build my portfolio until 2015 until I retire. And I think we bought, I think since 2013, we bought 18 properties, I think. Me and my wow. wow. Nice. And, so. and you look back and you're probably wishing you bought 30, 35. Hey, you wish you bought so many where you, you think back to that deal that you, you know, you missed out on for a thousand bucks or something that you renegotiated on and the deal died. And you're like, you know what? That $5,000 now that I, that I <laughs> negotiated on in 2013 is 30, 40, 50 grand now. It's crazy how you look back on, yeah, you, you know, a couple of those deals that you wish you, you, you just put together. The one thing I always tell guys when there's a guy that's coming here in, in, for the Thai Cats, a young kid that's going to be good, like to buy something. Because it took me, f- when I was in Montreal, it took me five years to buy something. I wish I bought it the first two years. Wow. Yeah. Because there's always guys coming in that can rent them. If you have a good uh, network or a good relationship with the organization, you could always rent it out for six to eight months. Right. It's, and that's something that you did as you rented. You rented your rentals to the Thai Cats specifically? Is that was kind of your niche? Well, I, I have a good in with the organization. They still, you know, we still do a bunch of stuff together. So I do rent right now. I have seven players that rent, uh, are renting for me. Um, last year, I think we had 16. Oh, wow. We, like we had three <laughs> houses rented to them. Um, it just gets tough because they're here for five, six months. Yeah. They want all inclusive. They want, you know, the they want to come in yeah. furnished. They want to yeah. move in, move out. So I was able to provide that for them, you know, for, but it's, it's tough because December comes now. What do you do with these two other three other properties that are empty now? Yeah. So it became difficult at the time. So we took it down to just one property for this year. But again, it's, as you guys know, it's much harder to, you know, get a property these days. A lot, the prices have jumped quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, but they're stabling off a little bit. And now with the, um, you know, with the interest rates and that sort of thing and what's, what's been implemented, how has that affected you in the way that you've been, been buying real estate? Um, I don't really look at the interest rates because I'm. Th- I still think the interest rates are still. Good. Or what about the stress test? I mean, have, you, that, have you noticed? Have you noticed in terms of the changes in terms of a person who's carrying, you know, thirteen, fifteen properties at one time, that the new implementation by the government have has that affected you? I haven't been through it yet. Um, we do a lot of private fin- financing too right. because it's so difficult. The properties we get are you know, not in the best shape. Sometimes right. the bank won't give you a mortgage. So, yeah. um, you know, we do a lot of private financing, but 
I think we're going to try to get a mortgage on the next one. So we'll see. We're going to try to go, th- go through the routine and see how it is. Yeah, just just for pe- to let people know, uh, uh, banks do not like uh, people owning too many houses. And, uh, and I think uh, be- and when you own a lot of homes, they get kind of scared because if anything goes wrong, then they, they're on the hook. So that's why uh, he's been saying private financing. And, and, and a lot of investors do go through private financing, and that's how they accumulate a lot of properties. In, mm-hmm. in different ways, and uh, but but uh, banks, it is difficult. It get it, it becomes more difficult once you hit your third, fourth, po- third, yeah. third, fourth, and then I think I, I know uh, another friend of mine. He owns several properties, and they wouldn't after he owns six properties, uh, six mortgages with the BMO. They wouldn't they wouldn't give him any more mortgages. So he had to go to a different bank, and then banks. Then that bank found out that he owned six, and they're like, <laughs> oh. So it, it was becoming more more and more difficult uh, as as you accumulate more mm-hmm. properties. You just have to be creative. Well, exactly. That's what it is. That we have. Uh, I work with Brian Hogman from Mission Thirty Five. He's done all my you stuff. Know Brian. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think he's. Isn't yeah, yeah. We know. Yeah, Brian, we know. Brian's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Brian Hodgman. Brian yeah, really yeah. 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 Fantastic. So His done, wife's a realtor. Yeah. yeah. So Brian's done my stuff over the last uh, five, six years, and you know we look at mortgages. So we get a few mortgages, and then once you get, like you said, you hit three, four, five, the bank will say no. So then we'll go to a B lender, a credit union, or somebody else, and then we call C lender. You can go. I mean, they have different. Like you said, you got to get creative. Yeah, and then D lenders, your private lending. Yeah, you know, right. That's, now, that's but but that's just an example. Is some people will will if they don't get the mortgage from a B, uh, from an A lender such as an RBC or a bank, they turn away from the property. And it's not and 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 it's not and I know people are afraid of the higher interest rates or maybe the lending fees, but it's you can still make money even with these B mortgages and C mortgages and private mortgages. Um, it's not something that you should turn away from the deal because you don't qualify under the A lender. It's continuing to build your portfolio and, and building the equity in the home and not worrying about, you know, not necessarily worrying about the high interest rate. And, and you can probably attest to that. No, I agree. And I, I don't think you should be, if you want to attain a home and um, here I'm say, see, I got stuck now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you're saying, because I think for the stress test, a lot of more people won't qualify for a higher amount anymore. Right. So I think they're going to have to go some private lending yeah. to get that extra money to yeah. attain that property. And I think if you want to attain a property, I think that's the way to go. But if you do get some sort of private lending, I think you should try to cut it out as fast as possible. Right. And yeah. try to, you know, maybe renovate the house a little bit and reappraise it and then pull that's some money out or, you know. Absolutely. That's the, And that's what a lot of good savvy investors do. They, they, they buy the properties and they get uh, like a 70, 75% first conventional mortgage and then a, a 10 to 15 percent second mortgage uh fix up the property or even wait a year get it reappraised and get rid of that second mortgage because usually second mortgages are between 10 and 13 percent interest rates so but but because the second mortgage helped you buy the property and it's always and, and, and like they say oh you op- uh, use other people's money to buy properties the more you use uh the more you can accumulate and then you're going to build your wealth that way absolutely i mean Go ahead. Dave. I have one theory: is if you don't borrow money, you don't make money. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I swear, because even if we, even if the money costs you buy a property for two hundred fifty thousand, the money costs you twenty five thousand dollars to to borrow for the year. Now you're two seventy five plus your cost, you're three hundred. You sell for four hundred, you're still making a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if yeah. you don't borrow, you don't make it. That's right. Yeah. So That's people right. are scared of that. Yeah. But so can I borrow some from you and make some? <laughs> I, I wish I had some to borrow, but uh, <laughs> I'm dumping it all back in. <laughs> a couple more minutes in this segment. Uh, you mentioned uh, during your playing days, uh, you and your dad were starting to renovate, uh, you know, properties. Was that just a natural progression, or did you have something even something different in mind post career to say, yeah, I'd love to do that? No, it just kind of like my dad's always been handy. So anything around the house, building 
a bed, my dad did. You know, build a porch, my dad did. Change electrical, do anything. So he's always been handy. Um, we bought a house up in the, on the mountain, and we I finished my basement. When you when you finish it, you got a surround system, a theater down there. You do it yourself. You're like, wow, I just did this. <laughs> so I was pretty impressed what we did, and we built a deck after that. And right. I started really enjoying what we're doing. And then you know we realized you know we got to do something after football. And then you know my dad was just always there to help out because he knew what was going on. And then after that, you know my knowledge took over over the years. And mm-hmm. now he's, I don't want to say I weeded him out, but he, <laughs> you know how you, I'm sure you guys know how it is. Dad yeah. has an opinion, son has yeah, an opinion, yeah, yeah. Like, how yeah, it goes. Yeah. So, but That's I right. know my dad That's got right. me started into this, but now it's been a journey and it's been great. That's nice. awesome. Uh, We'll take a quick break. When we come back, more of uh, real estate investor Dave Stalla and his story. And I have a couple of questions for him regarding his playing days as well. Uh, We'll be back with the Hamilton Real Estate Show next on 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfi and Philip Golfi, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. RobGolfi.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram and like the Rob Golfi Facebook page. Don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Google Play and iTunes. Former Ticat star turned real estate investor Dave Stalla is our special in-studio guest today. Um, producer Jerry had a great question off-air just uh, in uh, in the break. Uh, do you look at specific areas, specific neighborhoods, stick to that area, or are you all over the place? I do like, every, I mean, location is number one, if you ask people. Um, if you buy, I mean, if you buy in a better location, most likely the price will go up. Um, price is always number one, too. Mm-hmm. Location and price are the two things. Um, I like a few areas. One is uh, by the waterfront. Uh, I really like that. We have a property down there on Wood Street right now. Um, I think in five years when the development starts, I think the price is going to co- probably go up quite a bit in that yeah. whole area. Um, I like around Lock Street. Uh, we just sold a property on Lock Street two weeks ago. Um, but I like that Strathcona area. Yep. And the other s- section I like is around Gage Park. Those older... Yeah, the old Gage Park's mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. area. They're all, good yeah. areas. They're all good areas that you just said. Those are They're great, great areas. areas. So I mean, my, one of my favorite areas, it, it is around Lock Street, the southwest area. Though, uh, that's where I, I ended up buying a lot of uh, real estate, like Tuckett, Chatham, Melbourne. You know, just all that whole area was uh, re- was really good for me. Yeah, so... I mean, but again, I, if a price point makes sense in, in a certain... You know, so you're in a crown point... And you get a good price point, you're still, you know, for me as an investor, I'm still going to try to purchase it and get it. I mean, um, location is number one, but again, price point sometimes, yeah. over, you know, overtakes that. Well, it's all about the return on investment, right? Yes. And, and yeah. we've had a crazy market over the last, you know, year and a bit where, you know, last year was insane. This year has cooled off uh, quite a bit. Uh, as an investor, is it is it more challenging this year as opposed to last year in finding something that you can make some money on? It was challenging last year, I found, because you're going into, it's different now. Because last year was more because you're going into bidding wars. Competition. Everybody's yeah. trying to price high. You know, the properties were 200, they're listing at 300, and you still get in bidding wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's kind of different. There's not as many listings, so you don't have as much choices as before. And the prices have gone up probably, you know, the house that was 200 now is 3 350 So it's it's still tough. Um, 
I mean, there's different ways. I, I mean, I, I want to chat with these guys, see how they get different listings and stuff like that. But for me, Facebook's been a good one for me. Like, right. I think I've bought four properties on Facebook just wow. listing stuff. Well, that's a good hmm. method. Yeah. Eh? I, yeah. I'd like to hear all the, how you do that. Well, the, face, the, the, the Facebook's cool is because if you have real estate friends on Facebook, often those people will post their listings that are coming up before right. they hit to them they before they get to the market right yeah. so if if you have if you have a friend on facebook there might be only maybe five or six people that are looking at that listing but when it's on mls it's open up to everybody right everybody's scrolling through that listing it hits the data feed they're all they're on a whole bunch of different websites but i know you know for me personally if i have a good you know a, a good listing coming up i'll just shoot it out and say hey this one's coming up in niagara this one's coming up in hamilton and some people will message me and say you know i want to get in it and, and before it hits the market, which is, uh, you know, I, I can see that being a, a really, a well, really good, good way of looking. As, as an investor right now, you want to get in before anyone, right? Yeah. Before it gets listed yeah. on the market. And that, right? and, and getting in before anybody, it's not, it's not necessarily getting a good deal, but it's, it's allowing you to, to think about it. It gives you that time to, to work the numbers, to get the financing uh, uh, set up. So that way, when it does hit the market, you can still go on it, and, and you have everything set up. You know, you got you got your backbone set up, and you you have a good idea as to what you want to do with the property. Sometimes, if you know, time in real estate is is so important. It allows you to make good good clear decisions. If you're if you're showing up to a property, you don't have a good, um, you know, a good plan in place or a good a good idea to you know whether it's you're renovating or flipping or or even financing. If you don't have your financing set up. It's easy to make bad decisions in real estate, especially. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you use the time and, and and knowing about these properties before they hit the market give you give you that time to, to set it up and set up a plan and, and set up a um, a strategy. Yeah, uh, Dave, you're a super competitor on the field. Are are you as competitive in this industry? <laughs> I just want to get better at what I do. Right. right. Every day you try to you know improve your skills and stuff. Um, we do a lot of stuff work, work ourselves. We do flooring, trim, the finishes. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to touch you know the the, the engineer stuff, but I mean. There's some stuff we finish. I just want to get better at stuff and uh, m quicker, I guess. That's that's the one thing, right, too, yeah. if you can do a flip in a month or two, you know, it usually took me, right now it takes me anywhere from four to six months. The issue was last couple of years, we bought so much, I was doing two different, three different things at once wow. and then also trying to look after my properties, build our house, so it's been difficult, <laughs> right? Um, I've, I've, I've never actually tried to do one property and stay in that property for a month or two, but I, I think we could probably get it done in two months. Like, hmm. And again, it depends on the you know the scope of the work right. of the mm -hmm. property, yeah. but again... Uh, Every property is a new, a new, a new challenge. Yes. It, it presents new challenges for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. We have a couple of things in common, you and I, Dave. Number one, okay. we ha share the same birthday, October oh, wow. twenty-five. Wow. Although I'm a little you just older. Told than me you. Just now, we know yeah. each other for. 15 I know years. it's crazy. <laughs> uh, my kids go to cathedral as well, okay. so that's another thing. Uh, and apart from that, that's the only similarities we have. Good. <laughs> um, but on the field, I mean, you, you had an illustrious career. Thinking back, is there a highlight or two that you uh, you know sticks in your brain to think you know that was. That was uh, remarkable. I mean, just to be able to play for 13 years, like a kid from, listen, I'm from Barton and Sherman. I'm mm -hmm. from St. Anne's downtown. I never thought I was going to play professional football. Yeah. I, I didn't start football until I was 16. Um, I had a chance. You know, I, my, the way my dad, it was, it just work, work your butt off. Everything you do, just work and just keep going, right? So uh, I've, I've worked hard to get, you know, I never really enjoy working out. I never, you know, for, like for the sport, I did it because I had to. But You know what I mean? Just... But it, again, I was able to play for 13 years, and uh, you know it's it was it's a good ride. But mm -hmm. uh, now this is another Germany, and just want to get better at this. Yeah. What was it like going to St. Mary's? Because that's not anywhere close to Hamilton. That was another thing. That's another challenge. My parents didn't want me to leave because they're like, "Why are you going for football?" Yeah, like they had no. They don't want to <laughs> probably watch one or two of my games right. growing up, and then after that, it was. But again, probably the best decision of my life got me where I want to be. Yeah. Uh, and Halifax, I might end up out there one day. 
because it was one of the nicest, you know, the people are the nicest people mm-hmm. out there. Um, great city. I mean, you guys been out to Halifax? I know. I, I've been. Is I've been the, beautiful. Is that the, the, don't they have like the most bars per capita? Dave, there's a lot of pubs. There's a lot of pubs. No, that's in that's in Newfoundland. That's the Rock. St. John. You're talking about St. John. That's St. John. Yeah, Newfoundland. Yeah, but I mean Halifax is great. We bought a property. We bought a. So when I was playing, I didn't know what I was going to do after football. This is another decision. So I flew out. I flew out to Halifax for three days. I bought a property. Wow. wow. That, Three days, wow. I'm like, okay, I'll take this one. Never moved out there. Wow. No it became so, a, it's, so it's just a it rental? It became a rental, and yeah. then I lost some money, and then I ended up losing, I think, 7000 in like eight years on it. Yeah, they don't they don't appreciate yeah, it that, that it fast. It was tough, but there, I mean, yeah. it was a t- listen. It was a point in my life. What I do, I went and bought a property out <laughs> there. And hey, it's <laughs> an experience, that's for sure. Yeah, but. I got a question to ask you. So, when you're buying, starting to buy properties, all your teammates are starting to see you doing this. What what, what, what did they razz you? That were they like? What was what was yeah? Like were what, they you know fo- just focus on football? Like no, you're, you're leaving practice and going to flip no, a property. Yeah, like did they like how are they treating you? It was the guys later and like the younger guys calling me like just like actually paying attention because i would be in the morning making calls for like you know setting things up before <laughs> meetings and stuff they're like are you serious like i'm trying to you know set my day up for guys to work but anyway, everybody's getting ready to put their tape on but if you ask my friends group of friends i've went to probably 20 different people and said let's partner let's do something since 2013 but guys didn't want to do it now they're saying i wish i did it yeah, yeah. I, I tried back in the day try to get like and they had the income they had that guaranteed income people have income yeah, a contract it, 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 they were income. scared they were yeah scared. but even no even a lot of my friends in the city yeah, yeah. And i'm saying okay let's do it let's partner up let's do this let's i have this much money you got to bring this much money let's right. do it but they're not now i swear to you there's a bunch of them you say, they're <laughs> saying i wish i did it because yeah, yeah. they see what's happened yeah. in yeah. the city yeah. but everyone's scared right yeah it is it's not you they, it's, they don't know and i understand that and and they but but real estate i mean the way the way i found real estate um if you since i started investing it it i you see uh, up you see ups way more ups very little downs because and if there's a down it's just a little bit of a correction but it just it still climbs and uh and if you happen to buy where you ended up buying a little high it'll catch up it does catch up and you never have to worry about that and and then the other part is like like Dave manages his own properties, which is fine, and and he can do that. And if you can't manage your own properties, there's people that will do the property management for you. So it uh, it, it it is you know it, for an investor, uh, you know that wants to play it safe and just put his money in in, uh, in some mutual fund or anything. Yes, that's fine. But you'll but most millionaires were created by investing in real estate. So. Uh, so Dave's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, I, I, I love it. It's impressive. Yeah, it's really impressive. I mean, who like who taught you or who 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 gave you the the, the vision? Right? Was it the to, t- like who who I, told you? Like was where, it, what did you like going back and you're like I need to start buying properties? Like where did you get that? I don't know if there was a vision, but see, my theory is like when I buy property, I don't have an, I don't have a vision. I'm not flipping or selling it. Was it a late late night commercial? Late late night commercial. But see, here's or like who you guys like gambling. Everybody likes gambling, right? Well, somewhat, somewhat. Yeah. You go yeah. casino gamble. Everybody yeah. gamble, right? Yeah, a little bit, not that much. Do stocks? <laughs> Who does stocks? I do. I, I'm getting so there rinse, you go. You do rinse on a couple of weed stocks right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you get one of those, but so so it goes under. You're gone, right? You got to hold it, man. I know. I get it, but it just say it just bottoms out. It's done. Your money's gone. You put twenty grand into a property. It drops. You still got an asset. Right. That's right. Right. So you're gambling, but you got an asset after it falls. Like you said, it'll still go back up at one point. Yeah. Or if you can't, if you can't sell it, you can rent it. Yeah. And the rents are going up. Yeah. Rents aren't mm-hmm. going to go down. They're always going to go up. Yeah. So you're you're you have an asset that you're gambling with that has a 
a, a B route for, you know, you know, for uh, you can still make money off it, even if you can't resell it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's how I kind of see. They're it. not making any more land. Let's say that's right. a good quote. That's what it, somebody uh, always tells yes. me. Nobody makes me. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I hundred percent. That's been a couple years when people were started severing the, the double lots. Yeah, yeah. remember yeah, that? that? Yeah, that was big in uh, Sto- Stony Creek, Ancaster. Uh, well, the ones in Ancaster, they're just building big, big mansions on it. They're not <laughs> yeah. subdividing. They're buying. Out. They're buying the double lots back. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to figure out what a plan that you can do from this city and go somewhere else and do it. Yeah. yeah. What is it? So the, I, the plan, that's a million dollar question. What's the, right? what's the question? The plan to what? Well, just say they were do, doing double lots here for like because you can't find double lots and sever them anymore. No, everyone no. did them, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you go do that in Brantford, St. Catharines, somewhere else, or is it everyone doing it? Or is there another thing? No, to do? you know what? In every city, and I, I found in every township city, um, there's different bylaws. Yeah. Bylaws, right? So, like in Stony Creek, a, a lot of people were buying uh, houses, uh, and they were on double lots. I mean, they weren't double lots at the time when they built them. But if it's a hundred foot wide lot, they would subdivide it, and the, and the, and the city will allow you to subdivide it to two fifty foot lots. Mm-hmm. Now, um, or now it's getting too expensive to do that. So it, it, it is becoming difficult. Like a teardown house, like like a good like a, a teardown house is like five six hundred thousand in some places. Mm-hmm. It's too much money to tear down and build a house. You know, so you either go to a a new home builder and and he's got a subdivision going up, and hopefully you can alter the designs and, and build from there. But what happens is when everybody starts doing the same thing, and you're going to find this right. The margins get smaller and smaller and smaller because the, uh, uh, there's always it always seems like there's a person out there that's willing to make less money or do it for less, right? So if you're going to put in a bid and, and, and maybe you're you're when you look at a property, you want to make 30, 40 grand on each property or, or you have a vision that, you know, where you want to end up, a financial goal. But if somebody's going to come in and behind you and, and say, well, I'll, I'll pay more for it and I'll make less, it makes the market very saturated and it's harder to do, right? We've seen it with, you know, you see all these property investing shows, HGTVs, all day, all day, every day. Everybody wants to do what Dave's doing, right? Everybody has this vision and says, I should do this. I should do this. I should start buying real estate. I should start buying real estate. There's a lot of people that have. There's still way more people that haven't. Mm -hmm. But the buyer pool for real estate investing has become so big and so saturated where it's harder, right? Especially when you start to talk about the Toronto market. There's not a lot of money to be made in Toronto in in terms of flips, in terms of real estate investing. So all those property investors that were in Toronto are starting to come this way. So now... In Hamilton, when you bring all these all these sharks going after this, you know, after these properties, it's hard to it's hard to get them, and it's hard to get them for that price that you were getting them before. So you've seen it transition from 2013 when you first started to now, big time in terms yeah. of your and, and yeah, in terms yeah. of the way you purchase a property before and, and what your overall end goal or financial goal was. It's it, it's had to have been altered to what it is now, and if it hasn't, it's harder to find those properties yep. than what you were getting before. Right. And that's just because of a, and and, and you brought it up, it's just because there's less inventory because there's more buyers, right? There's more buyers. And I'm not saying there's more buyers for the big two-story residential properties. There's more buyers for those specific rental investment properties. And that's what's happening. Hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, he, he, yeah, for sure. And and have you noticed that shift, Dave, like over the last couple of years, that thing, you know, GTA guys are coming in here and and for sure. And it's it's much more difficult. Like even when we were selling properties, I mean, my eight, my wife's the agent on it. Right. Um, So she gets a lot more Toronto. We get a lot more Toronto buyers coming through, especially when they're duplexes, more investment properties, right? Or two units. 
And I think I know I, I have a, a couple friends that are flipping houses too. They they're actually putting more double units in properties because there's more investors coming into the city. That's, so that's it's right. a lot more lucrative for purchase or a rental for yeah right, the, for the walk up basements, the side entrances. Yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah. got to split them up. More I, in, more in rental income for the house. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, now, Rob, you are a heavy investor too. Does Dave's story kind of? It, it does. It, it, we, we were just talking about when when you accumulate a, a bunch of properties like Dave has. You have, like he was saying, you have to have money coming in to manage it. So think about this: you have you own your own property, mm -hmm. and you know the maintenance on your own property. You know you've got you know just little minor maintenance here and there, taking care of things. Now think about having ten to fifteen properties. And, and Dave, Dave and I, we were just talking about this before the show. It you have to have money coming in it does it does like you still have to have your full-time job but at the end results once you either refinance or sell one then the burden becomes a little easier but the at the beginning your your every paycheck is going to manage these properties and then eventually all of a sudden you're going to wake up one morning and say whoa i'm worth this much money <laughs> things are rolling now but 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 there's a sacrifice there is a sacrifice no matter when it comes to investing in real estate. There is a sacrifice. If you own one property, it's not as bad. Most people can manage that. But Dave is going, uh, uh, he's aggressive. He's, he's a true uh, real estate investor, uh, uh, own, like own, owns and flips and, and, and rents out properties. So the payoff for him is going to be huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's still a young guy and he's going to, I mean, by the time he's in his 50s and 60s, this guy will be buying be, hotels. Be retired in houses. Retired, my goal is 45 retired. But, uh, <laughs> but a lot of people have a hard time getting over that hump, right? Maybe, maybe and, and I meet a lot of people, they have two or three, but it's, you, you, a lot of people, it's that th that third or fourth property. They can't get over that that hump, right? right? And it's it's something that you've been able to do and something that, that a lot, you know, very few people are able to do is, is is you know you meet somebody with, and they and it's not like they don't want to get over that but it's it's they're just afraid to take that risk and right. getting creative with the financing or getting creative whatever with, it is yeah i think that when, when we started the one thing that i never said is when we i played in montreal i played there for five years i bought a condo for 200 played for five years paid my mortgage didn't do nothing to it sold it for 300 <laughs> man when i came back here i had a check for a hundred thousand dollars i was like this is what you do when you buy a property this is better than this is better than football we want more of this we got to run uh, up to our next break here you're listening to the hamilton real estate show on 900 chml Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. If you have missed a past episodes, you can subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast and listen to all those episodes on iTunes and Google Play. Past episodes also online at RobGolfie.com and 900CHML.com. Special in-studio guest today, former Ticat star receiver turned real estate investor Dave Stalla. One of the funniest stories that I can relate about Dave Stalla, and this happened, I think, a few times. 
uh, is we're at Pearson Airport or an airport in Regina or Edmonton or BC, whatever the case is, and Dave has a fishing line uh, attached to a $5 bill or a $20 bill, whatever the case was, <laughs> and had the, the bill on the ground. And whenever someone would go to bend and pick this up, it'd be a stranger who's walking in the airport. Dave would yank the old fishing line and the, the bill the would bill come would towards flying. him and that person would look like, you know. Agree, you know what? <laughs> I don't know if you guys, I guess you, Rick, you know how I am. I've always been that guy. Even before game time, I'm always, you know, laid back, yeah. trying to have a good time, always trying to joke around, you know, messing with guys. Just yeah. my personality. But that was team building, though, right? I <laughs> well, mean, it is. Yeah, got we guys had together. a good laugh, man. It just, you know, when you one person walking by and then you got 40, 50 guys laughing, right? It's yeah. It's pretty entertaining. So I know there's a few, few of those road trips that, I mean, that's one of the things you actually miss as a right. player, right? The bond with the players, you know, going out for a couple of drinks after mm-hmm. a game, you know, ce- celebrating a win, those things. I mean, you know, when you get on the field, it's all, you know, it's all business. Right. You, you, you want to go out there perform because if you don't perform, you're looking, you know, you you want to do your best. Mm-hmm. But when, you know, those other times that you spend with the guys, I think those are the thing, times that you missed. Yeah. Uh, it, it was funny, probably even more funnier because not only is the whole team watching what's happening, but other, else, other people yeah. who are walking around are kind of just standing yeah. by thinking, oh, what's, what's going to happen yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, that's a great really old good. trick. It's <laughs> always, it, yeah, <laughs> you got to kill those hours in the airport. I'm sure, oh, like yeah, traveling yeah, across yeah. Canada. Did anyone it, ever catch up to a bill? That you I think had? they grabbed it. I just, we just, I mean, it's like five, ten bucks. Yeah, just let it go. Yeah, so yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, talk about uh, maybe future goals and what you want to do in terms of real estate. Is there a, a number of properties that you want to hit? I know you've kind of you know uh, uh, downsized in terms of the number, but uh, what are some of the things you want to achieve? I mean, cottage. I, that's it. We talked about that earlier. <laughs> that's number cottage. one on the plan. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, we. I talked to my wife about this. I'm like, what are the things that you do as a, now that you used to you used to love as a kid? You don't do much because you work so hard. Like you just. I want to fish. I just want to go fishing, right? right? Yeah. I've had a cottage on my mind for about five, ten years. It's just been difficult, you know, transitioning from football and doing all this stuff. Don't have summers, so you can't. Why are you buying a cottage? You don't have summers, so now that's that's you know. Hopefully, in the next couple of years, I could buy a, a buy a you know a cottage and. But I think I just want to have a number of properties, and it's not the number of properties; it's how much income you can get off them, right? right? Because yeah. if you have a property that makes you two hundred dollars, might not make sense to keep. Maybe get something else. So if you have five properties that make you ten grand, or if you have fifteen that make you ten grand, you mm-hmm. might as well have five, right? right. So um, I don't know. I don't know where this journey is going to go. Right now, we're you know this is going very well. My wife's an agent. I said she works with. Uh, sorry, guys, she's with Apex. But <laughs> <laughs> the reason for it, you know it's, we have a totally different reason, right? So, yeah, but uh, for sure, she, she she sells for us. She she works for the city of Hamilton too. She's oh, a nice. marketing supervisor for the city of Hamilton. Hmm. So um, it's just for for the side. But again, I love what I do. Um, work for myself. We don't really do jobs outside of our projects. So we right. buy a house, we renovate them. I don't do work for other people. Right. Just I like having my own say. I don't want somebody else telling me, you know, whatever there. It's mm-hmm. just so, I don't know, it's been like that. I've been fortunate enough to be able to do that. Um, I'm going to keep doing it. I enjoy, you know, I enjoy what I do. I set my own schedule. I have a mm-hmm. five-year-old daughter that I can drive to school, pick up every day to, you know, do all that stuff. So yeah. right now it works out. But again, in five years, you, you don't know what's going to happen. You've right? never had a normal job. It'd be hard to go work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't sit in an office. I don't know about that. I put a dress shirt on and sit in an office. No, thanks. <laughs> Well, I was, I was debating what you were going to wear today because, you know, you, you were never, you know, the snazziest dresser, you know what I mean? <laughs> I thought about it. I, I have a, I have a, if you believe it or not, I got a couple of t-shirts, t-shirts, golf shirts in my car, so it depends where I'm going. The tank top. Like, even yesterday, I went on a meeting. My wife's like, where are you going? I'm like, well, I had a meeting for, like, a business meeting, she, but I know the people, so they're very laid back. Right. I'm like, I, she's like, what are you wearing? I'm like, tank top and flip-flops. She's like, are you serious? I'm like, well, that's what it is. Yeah, that's, that's, how, it, that's, that's me. That's me. Yeah. That's what, what I what I wear doesn't change the quality no, of work right. that I do, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs>
I got a real good story for you guys. Actually, this is the very. This is one of my favorite. Actually, tell you the truth. So, just bought it. We just sold a house. Made. I don't know, just a good amount of money. So I'm depositing to my account the check, right? So I hear this guy beside at the bank's like, we're going through this tough, tough stuff. We want to sell our house, blah, blah, blah. I don't care if we lose on it, blah, blah. So me, I'm like, okay, sounds good. Deposit my check, go sit outside, outside the bank, pretend I'm on my phone, <laughs> right? I'm going to sit there, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, try to get this property, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, opportunity. You know, opportunity. You know there's right? a deal walking out the door, oh, right? Yeah, right there. <laughs> So I'm there. I'm dressed. I just came from like weird muddings, you know. I got all paint. Alex saw me. Yeah, everything, right? Yeah. So I'm just on the phone. I'm like, hey, excuse me, sir. C- c- you got a minute? He goes, sorry, buddy. I got no change. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I go, no, no, no. I want to talk to you about property. He goes, no, no, buddy. I got no change. Sorry, oh my I go, gosh. I, I st- listen. I, no way. I, he caught me so off guard. I started laughing at myself, and I crossed the street and I left. <laughs> I was wow. crying. I swear, it was just amazing. It was funny. That oh, is awesome. good. That's wow. awesome. That's crazy. Wow. You know what a story. Yeah, you, you thought you were a right? homeless guy. No, I know it's crazy. Yeah. It's just, I don't care. I think no, it's no, funny because no, I don't. Funny. That's awesome. It's perception. Sh- perception is everything. Yeah. Perception is everything. Yeah, that's a remarkable story. Uh, I'm, I'm sure your other business dealings have gone quite uh, better <laughs> yeah. than that one. Uh, one more uh, break, and then we'll come back with some final thoughts uh, with uh, superstar of the Hamilton Tiger Cats and now a superstar in the real estate world, Dave Stalla. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. One last go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Zamprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. 905-575-7700 is their phone number. That's 905-575-7700. They're all over social media, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page and find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. Former Ticat star receiver turned real estate mogul Dave Stalla is in studio today as our special guest. Um, is there contact info or website or something that you got going on that people can uh, chime in and, and learn more about what you're doing now? I do a lot of stuff. I was telling these guys, I do a lot of stuff on Facebook, okay. really. And, yeah. uh, you know, everything's, uh, I don't want to say personal, but it's, you know, a lot of stuff's out there. You know, I post everything on Facebook, all cool. the stuff I like. And uh, uh, if anyone wants to get a hold of me, my email is dave.stella at gmail.com. Have any questions? Uh, you know, want to partner up, want to do something different. <laughs> Anyone has a property that I want to make money off, uh, please let me know. Because, I mean, there's so many different avenues. Uh, currently, what I'm doing right now is partner up with people because my portfolio is pretty packed up. So I'm trying to find some investors with some money and that want to partner up. Uh-huh. And basically, they put their money in a pile with me and then I find a property and then I renovate it. I bring my guys in and we do everything. So I've, we've done that. I think the last three partners I've done that here. We did one on New Street, East Bend, and... Uh, New Street, he's been in Connaught was the, the most recent nice. one that we just did. Nice. So, um, any like you said, there's so many different avenues in real estate yeah. you, f- f- for financing, for finding property. Uh-huh. Everyone gets creative. Everyone does something different. So that's why I always try to meet people and see what they do or what someone somebody else does. Question: uh, Have you ever had uh, you take possession of a house yep. and uh, you actually had to remove all their belongings? Oh, yes. Yeah, it happens. It does. Well, and that's bu- just part of the business. We bought a house down on Wood Street, um, 2014. 
close up past our knees, but the guy was still sleeping on the couch. No way. <laughs> oh my. So no. the clothes, the, he had a, he had a, he had a, um. So was he a hoarder? Well, I, I, I hope so. I think so. I'm wow. guessing. But he had, the, he had a brand new furnace, brand new AC, but was running a heater in his house because I guess probably Airflow. issues, whatever. I don't even yeah. know. But I mean, you walk in a room, you can't open a door, stinks, like we're in white suits and masks and stuff like. Oh, eh? We had, uh, uh, up on the Stony Creek Mountain, um, I took possession of a property and uh, we took possession. We walked in, right? We got the keys from the lawyer, Not everything. Nothing packed. Nothing. It was like it was they like just still living there. Come on. It, oh, like that. Dirty so what dishes. You do then? Like everything was there. We put a bin on so, the driveway. So <laughs> we put the bin next day. So the next day we get a bin. We we have to literally we have I to clear out to this clear out, house. Yeah. So as as we're throwing everything in the bin, the lady comes and says, "That's all my stuff." Oh, I'm wow. like, "Well, lady, I took possession of this house. We thought you abandoned the house." Wow. So she's there, like like pretty well. We were like three quarters done, and she's like going through. I like. I like we sorry we didn't know there was not no indication this was a, this was wow. 24 hours after I'd taken possession <laughs> and she you know she's trying to grab whatever she can and I felt bad for her but what do you do what do you do at the point but to me that's the properties I want yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it but there's there's always stories of yeah. of garbage you, know, you kind of have to expect it sometimes you just expect it yeah. I, I, yeah. there's always a budget for it there's going to yeah. be a bin anyways yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, LRT we haven't really talked about that is something that uh, as an investor are you excited to hear about um, yes, just, we have a property on the LRT, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. But, um, I mean, I think if you, I, everyone is hating on the LRT, I don't know how the outcome is, but if you look at, what is it, Kitchener, where they did it, yeah. where they're doing it right yeah. now? Huge development. Huge development, yeah. but I think they already have, like, $2 billion in, re, uh, in, uh, in uh, dollars, in dollars, yeah. you know, added to that whole yeah. area because of the LRT. I know, I don't know if it's running yet, but I think it's, uh, I, well, I'll, I'll, t I'll tell you something. So w when this development starts, that's a good time to buy investment properties. I would actually purchase yeah. investment properties, furnish the houses, because all these contractors, they got to hire to wow. do this. They need places to live. Right. And I'll tell you, and their companies are paying for it. So if you have furnished houses, uh, like it could be a townhouse or anything like that, you can actually demand pretty strong rent because the corporations are paying for it. So once that thing officially gets started, like when they built um, that uh, center there in St. Catharines, what's that? The Penn uh, Center? No, the, the, no, the the uh, outlet mall there in uh, Glendale. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, we were we were getting people that were like Grimsby, Stony Creek, engineers. you know, engineers that that and 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 companies were paying like four or wow. five grand a month wow. for these Crazy guys to live there. Right? Yeah, so yeah. there's op I'm telling you, with this LRT for a real estate investor, huge opportunities coming. Pay attention. So to here's it. one question: Do you buy on the LRT line now? Um, you know what? It doesn't have to be online. I, I don't no, think no, no, so. No, my yeah. question is, like, I, I know you might get shut down for five years because yeah. it's going on, but is it, because there's some few properties I looked on that line. Yeah. Is it worth it to buy now or I, no? I, I think overall, no matter where real estate is is in Hamilton, it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. it, you don't have to buy online, but you can. It doesn't matter. You're still going to do well. You're still going to do mm -hmm. well. You yeah. might have to eat it for a couple of years because yeah, yeah. but it's otherwise, gonna be a war but it's zone, all, yeah, basically. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It's gonna, the streets going to be dug up. It's going to be traffic uh, catastrophe. How much time do we have left? Two minutes? A couple of minutes, yeah. So do you still follow the CFO? Don't miss the game right now, I'll tell you the truth. Really? I, I think you last love year it. I, last year I came to it and I don't miss the game. Like Calgary plays Ottawa tonight, I think. I don't know every game because I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I enjoy actually watching the game more than right. anything. Like I I make a point to sit down where I was when I was playing, 
you watch football 24-7, yeah. right? So it's like, are you watching a game? Oh, if I miss it, I, I'll watch something. I'll probably see that game watching film anyways. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So now I watch every game. I try to follow every game and stuff uh, like that. Are you talking about every CFL game every or every C- yeah. Ticat game? But you don't miss playing the no, game. I don't miss playing the game, no. you know, because the body wouldn't allow me. Like, even the last two years, I played maybe, you know, what I catch my last two years, 15 balls a year. But, mm-hmm. like, I couldn't play a full game, like yeah. a full season. My body just wouldn't allow me. But, no, I watch every CFL game. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's only four yeah. nights. It's yeah. a couple yeah. hours. You, you yeah. can take uh, Rick's job over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, we'll, we'll switch. switch. The we'll yeah. quarter. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. Uh, Dave, thanks for coming by. No, uh, again, Rob, Phil, uh, thanks for coming in uh, once again. Uh, exciting time in the city of Hamilton, and you're you know living proof that uh, you can take uh, advantage of these opportunities. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. We're back next Saturday at 9 right here on 900 CHML.